0: for breakfast is sponsored by better health hey britt hey jess how are you how are you feeling so guys oh. i got covid um i'm in rough shape i'm getting better i'm on the mend now but yeah it was a tough it was a tough go it was i am not happy about it I feel scared <laughs> I feel sick my sorry that wasn't a fake cough I just I caught my breath there <laughs> no but it really sucks and yeah I thought maybe I'd run through with everybody Brett sort of what happened the timeline yeah, what went down I, I'm dying
1: because I will say you <laughs> and your boyfriend like Jazz, would show up to dinner with the cutest gloves mask glasses hats like very COVID conscious but like looked fashionable as Always, as you would guess, but so was your boyfriend. You guys were very cautious, so it's mind-blowing to me that you guys got... Got what? it,
0: yeah. So here's what went How down. Did you get it? We don't know, like, where we got it from. My boyfriend blames me for... I don't know if you saw my Instagram. I went out to Mineta, <laughs> Mineta Tavern for dinner. Um, I was having just, like, one of those days, and I was like, I need to get out of the house, and he does not do outdoor dining. I do that with my girlfriends, like, on a fun night out. But anyways, we went out, and then monday night so monday so he lives half the time here and then he lives three days a week in jersey um i think i I don't know if i've told you guys before he's a bit older than me he's divorced has kids so he's out there um he has another house out there that he lives in um with his kids three days a week so he came in on saturday we go out to dinner just because i was like i need to get out of the house um and then Monday night he gets like really sick he's like got the chills he's like shaking and he's like I'm so sick Uh I'm like putting a heating blanket on him I felt scared he was getting like kind of worked up to the part where I was like I feel scared like can you like something we need to go to the doctor like I just feel scared so, wait, when did you guys go to Mineta Tavern? What Saturday night, night, we went out for dinner to Mineta Tavern. Yes. So, two nights later. So, two nights out. later. So, I don't believe it was Mineta Tavern, but he's, like, blaming that on me, which is stress adding to the stress of the situation. So, he goes to CityMD and gets the rapid and the PCR test. Rapid's negative, so I'm like, mm, but he's really, like, not... Like, he. this is a guy that, like, wears a t-shirt in the middle of winter. Like, he does not get sick. He's not, like, a baby. You know what I mean? Like, that's just sort of mm-hmm. his personality. And he's like, kind of, I'm like, hey, babe, maybe you should come home. Like, you know, like, take a rest or whatever. And then (coughs) his test comes back negative the next morning. Then that's Wednesday. Um, So
1: that's two days after he was starting to feel sick.
0: Yeah. So he starts feeling sick on, he starts feeling sick on Tuesday. He's like, you need to stay out of the room. Like, I'm so sick. And then Wednesday, I'm like, okay, he tested negative at the worst. He has, like, a cold, like, whatever. He'll get over it. We, like, watch a movie, you know, sitting close, all that. And then um, he goes... Did he say when he went in for the test that he was
1: thinking that he had uh, COVID symptoms? Yes, because he
0: was, like, so hot. He was so... um, He had a fever, and he just was... It's weird to describe. He just was, like, out of his body, like catch up we're at saturday saturday night he's supposed to come in and he's like i am so sick jess i can't do it and i was like i don't feel good either like i have not left my bed all day my symptoms were the weirdest was sneezing i I like 10 12 maybe 20 times a day you like are constantly sneezing and that is is a sensation i've never had before um the other thing that started developing is you know when you hit like one of those like pings and like the triangles and like and there's like the vibration coming off of it Felt like there was this permanent vibration like around my body that I'd never felt before and uh, By Saturday, you know when you have a cold and you're in it And then it's like usually start feeling out of it Like I did not feel like I was coming out of it at all and then we both had really really deep coughs um, That kept us like if someone heard me in the hallway, they'd like run away It was a really deep cough. So Sunday he's like I'm gonna go back to the doctor's office and he tests positive positive. And it was really fucking scary. Like, how do I have COVID? Like, it's been a year and I managed to, like, not get it, you know? And that's the scary part is I honestly have seen –
1: I've heard, like, my landlord just came from Florida. I had, like, a few people that I know loosely – not people that I'd see normally. But that said, like, oh, I'm sick of COVID. One of my interns has. And they've all been asymptomatic. So this is almost, like, an important reminder even to myself where I'm like, oh, it's been a year. At this point, things will be okay. Mm -hmm. But it's really not. And, like, people are getting really sick, I think. Yes, there's a lot of people who are asymptomatic, but who knows like if you were to get it how sick you can get.
0: The way we got separated, like I have to stay in New York, he has to stay Ugh. in Jersey. I we can't see each other, we can't take care of each other. Like he at least has his kids out there, like I'm all alone in the city and I'm just like really, really scared, you know? Like I just feel I feel like I can't leave my house. I can't go anywhere, and I don't know like I don't know anybody. I don't have family here. Like it's just really, really scary. And I just—it's oh, sh- awful.
1: I'm so sorry. I know. Ugh, that sounds so. Yeah. And I, and I can imagine like if you are all alone. Like I remember beginning of the pandemic, I was like, "What do I do?" Like you yeah. felt so alone, and, and like imagine like now you're alone, but also feeling the worst that you've ever felt. Like I can't even imagine. And has it, like, in hindsight made you, like, appreciate your relationship more, like, thought, like, differently? um, Yeah, so I don't think I've even said on the
0: podcast before, like, my boyfriend is a lot older than me. He's divorced, he has kids, like, there's a lot of things that I, like, really cushion and, like, hide in a closet because I just, like, I don't even know how to deal with it yet, you know? And this whole thing is just, like, I always feel like I'm one of those people who, like, don't like, if somebody's sick, I'm like, ugh, like, I don't like talking about it, and... (laughs) um this has made me be like I just like feel so bad I can't be there for him and like be with him and it's like really really scary just like being separated and being alone so that's like the worst part
1: I'm so sorry can we talk about how like despite you feeling this incredibly sick and like I would say I'd probably be depressed if I was alone I couldn't yeah. see my boyfriend going through all this with trying to figure out the pot like you still showed up tonight you still called me yesterday yeah. and texted me about the show and making sure everything was set like that, I think that's amazing that just shows what a hustler you are no we have the sponsor
0: so- guy. like I'm like the getting the sponsors means somebody wants to invest in you and if you guys like listening to the show not to give a plug here but <laughs> if you like listening to the show the show is not free to do right it costs money as Britt knows to produce it and every Yep. and better help they have a contract with us and like I can't leave the house I'm coughing my mental health is like kind of in the ditch right now it's like you know that's the worst part but I gotta okay. show up for the sponsor so if you like it make sure to well, check can out our also BetterHelp. talk
1: about how our sponsor is better help I know so funny right <laughs> I know you've been using their online therapy I just signed up so do you think that that's helped you through the process yes
0: so I um I think BetterHelp is amazing. I got matched when we started the sponsorship. I got matched with my uh, counselor to talk to. I have been in traditional therapy for a long time. The ease of using this—it takes. If you guys sign, so if you want to support us and support the show, you sign up. You do it for one month, and that supports me. So that sort of like points towards me is how to look at it. But they like. I am glad. I like can't believe the timing on all this. But if I got COVID in April and or you know I'm just saying a random month like I would have wanted something like this because you are the loneliness of this thing is like is very real I know people talk about it but you don't really know about it until you go through it. like think of little things Britt. like I can't take my garbage out right now and like my garbage is at the door like I can't do laundry like you know just like st- like you can't I can't things. wash my sheets for two weeks like I wash my sheets every six days so <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just it's just everything silver lining I will say you have zero appetite I have like had banana milkshakes um banana milkshake yeah just like milk and a banana and an ice cube that's like the only thing I've eaten so the weight loss will be a nice treat but that's the only really like way to look at it positively now but you're also
1: feeling better today yeah feeling
0: on the mend today just feeling emotional like the I'm really 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 low um the treatment guys Every doctor is different. My boyfriend's doctor gave him a different treatment than my doctor and neither doctor agreed with one another's treatment, which I thought was interesting. So you take this ser- steroid, it's like protozone or predazone, I can't remember the name. DM me if you have any questions. You take that for your lungs with a Z-pack. Um, mm-hmm. I treated the pain with Advil liquid gels. A lot of people are saying, or the argument is, oh, you should only take Tylenol. I tried Tylenol, I didn't do anything. I found the liquid gels more effective. Um, yeah, because
1: Tylenol some some medications don't interact well with Advil.
0: Oh, maybe that, but so I just found the advil, did it, did it. and this the pain got so high on call it though Thursday Friday that I had to have like a drink at night um to eat like nothing like, the Tylenol, like I just needed something oh. to take the feeling away. Um, I was taking a lot of xanax, maybe too much that first week, but yeah, that's how I got that's how I'm getting through it. <laughs>
1: Oh, I hope you and your boyfriend get better soon. Ugh.
0: Thank you guys for letting me get that out. I've just been super emotional and needed to get that out. Uh, okay, so just quick housekeeping here. Abby Schreiber and I were supposed to drop the True Crime um, Hammer Family episode last Friday. We were so excited about it. But guess what? Abby's like an all-star proper journalist. In journalism, you have to reach out. Like, we we she wrote up the... The research, the content, and then she wanted comment on on a couple of things we were talking about. Um, And then one of the points that they said is, like, we trust these points put an end to to the matter. If you intend to proceed with the inclusion of the false allegation in the proposed podcast, please let me know so we can raise the issue with the appropriate person in your legal department. Honestly, like f them if that's not the most like bullying letter from like rich powerful people to like they obviously know the podcast is a startup business like our legal department like give me a break people yeah, come on anyway so we wow. are not we are not stepping down now but we're obviously just going to take a beat because we don't want to have any issues but i definitely don't want all of that research abby did going to waste all right Britt you ready for the golden globes recap from sunday yes. night
1: please. All right, so
0: the, it was virtual Golden Globes. Tina Fey was hosting. She was hosting from New York. Amy Poehler was hosting from L.A. And here's how the evening went down. Tina Fey had a really cool setup in the Rainbow Room in New York City. Oh, that cool. must be a, a wedding venue, right?
1: Yeah, it's one of the top in the city for sure. You know
0: who got married there was uh, the guy we had on the show, PK.
1: Oh PK yeah, and we do a there. lot of weddings there. It's like a very
0: very expensive venue, Is it? but
1: it's super cool because the views are insane.
0: What was cool about it was the inclusion. Like these Hollywood award nights are very like Hollywood L. A. focused but this brought out all the New York City. Like you had like Joaquin Phoenix, Katharine Zeta Jones, Michael Douglas, like all the sort of resident, all the SNL cast members. Like it was kind of a cool having the New York City inclusion in there. Um, oh, cool! Amy Poehler hosted from you know the proper awards show the, the Hilton yeah. Hotel in Hollywood I've actually been there before um to drop my boyfriend off at something and he when you when you drive up it's a huge parking lot so it's like just a very basic Hilton Hotel it's like kind of funny when you put the two and two together like it's and they had the whole setup there like in front of the in front of the hotel um all right, so not sure if people caught that in the beginning, but they actually yeah, weren't together. So no, my opinion, no one else should host award shows. These two just like know how to do it the best.
1: And I saw that supposedly they roasted the Golden Globes a lot and called out the Hollywood Foreign Press Association for not having a single black member. Did you, ca- I guess it was pretty subtle, they said, throughout the show. Did you pick up on that too?
0: Yes, I did catch that. I am really glad that everybody called that out.
1: So, all right, so let's cover what we both really love and I find most important here, winners and fashion.
0: Love, love, love it. So who was your favorite look, and who was your least favorite look, and why?
1: Oh, I'd say my favorite was um, Kate Hudson. Love. For me, I think you said, like, she's always, like, an iconic young celebrity, where, like, even if I think about, I was trying to watch a rom-com last night, Mm -hmm. and I was like, anyone any rom-com with Kate Hudson or Cameron Diaz, you know, is a true romantic comedy. Anything newer is just like BS. I think she just has <laughs> a class to her. I love her so much and she was decked out in um, Louis Vuitton and she looked stunning. Sickening. I thought she she was so stunning. Fr- I loved her makeup. It was yeah. just so fresh. Her eyes looked so sexy. Like it was the whole look was very well put together.
0: They had the funniest joke about her. They're like, What are the least uh, believable? Amy Poehler and, and Tina Fey, they're like, What are the least believable things of, I think it was 2020? And they're like, The fact that Kate Hudson could be a Weight Watchers sponsor. I thought that was hilarious. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> after so she had funny. her third baby, now she said three babies, three different baby daddies. But, like, Oh, did she? The most elegant, the most, like, I was complaining a lot about. Okay, let me tell you mine first, and then I'll tell you the I things do. I didn't okay. like. Um, Anya Taylor, per. Oh, no, wait, you didn't tell me your least favorite. Who is your least favorite?
1: Oh, um, the one with that, not least. There was one who was wearing like a Chanel belt almost. Like it looked, um, Margarabi.
0: Oh, was it? And I agree. And then I got a funny comment from one of my friends on Instagram. They're like, I feel like this is a Revolve dress on sale for $99. Yikes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, you know how you have the Gucci belts that you just put on and it's like, whatever. I feel like that's what she did. She took like a black dress that she found. I mean, it's really pretty, but oh, it was it almost like black. she had her Chanel. It was black and white.
0: Okay, you're, we, we might be thinking of somebody else.
1: <clears throat> no, it's Margot Robbie. Oh, it was
0: Margot Robbie. Was it black and white? I thought it was, like, floral.
1: Yeah, black and white. Got
0: it, got it. Okay, so she had and she yeah, put yeah. the belt around. It's, like,
1: circles on it. Yeah, yeah. she had to put a belt and then wore, like, a Schnell purse to it, but nothing. I like the beautiful part of a red carpet is that it's like things that you would probably never get to wear. It's like piece of art. This is something where I could find on Revolve. I could go to the local Chanel store and pick up this purse. Like, there's nothing about it that made you go, wow. Except for, I mean, her... She always looks stunning with her hair and makeup, but I just felt like the the outfit was very underwhelming.
0: Agreed. I probably would give Anya Taylor my favorite, but is her dress amazing or is she just like ridiculously beautiful?
1: Well, so she had two dresses. Oh, did she? And also, yeah, she had a second dress. And by the way, Tiffany's gave her over a million dollars of, um... Of diamonds.
0: She's like a modern day Marilyn Monroe, and she has the same eyes, I was telling Britt before we got going, as Britney Spears. Like, I just feel like she's like this, I don't know how old she is, she's definitely under 30, very young, very gorgeous. I feel like her whole She gives life, me
1: Kendall Jenner vibes, like with the big eyes. Yes, big eyes. The cheekbones, like super skinny. It's kind of crazy.
0: And she was a little, like, had a little bit of a thing to her when she won her award. I was kind of And it was funny. They showed a picture of, like, all the... Everybody's trying to be casual, like, um, on the screen when they were, like, next up is, like, best actress or whatever. And, like, Kate Hudson is just, like, the pro. She's, like, oh, girls, like, isn't this so funny? And the young girl who's, like, probably... Not, I don't think she's probably ever been there before. She's, like, darting her eyes, like, right at the camera, like, not doing jokes. It was really funny. Kate, oh, she's probably so nervous. Kate Hudson, true freaking classic. Like, every... I totally agree. Um, everything about her was perfection. Laura Dern was my least favorite. I just felt like if you get the opportunity to be there, maybe I should look at it differently. Like she went, even though there's a global pandemic, but I'm sure a lot of people would have gone, um, including myself, but I just felt like she had, (laughs) she wore
1: the tuxedo, right?
0: But it was like loose. It was ill fitted. Laura Dern has like one of the most insane bodies in Hollywood. She's pushing 60 for sure. And like, she has the same body as the girl from, uh, Rosamund Pike a lot, like. Or I care a lot from the cake, uh, yep. the, the cake for breakfast play the day. Um, I just thought she can own anything. Yeah. Why put can on I just that fakey add though, um, Who knows?
1: Anya, her second dress, there was a whole article that showed you the inside of its making. Because both of them were from Dior. So they showed Dior making her dress. Because claro. I thought the second one was really... Her first one was why she got um, top dress, best dress in my opinion. The second best one, dressed. I was like, oh, it's pretty. And I was like, it looks pretty simple. It's like a satin strapless dress. But after watching it from an image of a drawing, then they made it into like a doll size. And then you see all the satin and the tulle that they hand sewed. Then I was like, dang, I have so much appreciation for this simple dress.
0: Yeah, it's oh, so cool. I didn't cool. even I'll see it. it I'll you. have to look. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know I'll post it on my thing. She must have worn that. Did she wear it as like a party dress or just to maybe she maybe, just Maybe they said that it was her dresses. second one. Cuz the yeah, whole award, she was in the one green
1: was, but I just saw like the aftermath of it and it was super cool.
0: Yeah. Um, the cake in the story, this is I did get some pushback on this, but it does make me super uncomfortable seeing the insides of celebrity homes when they're not, like, Kate Hudson's home. For example, like, the guy from Law & Order SVU lives in New York. His apartment looks, like, it looks more run down than mine. Like, I feel oh, like Elliot that guy... I, it's just, like, get the Zoom set up. Yeah, it's, like, he had this, like, bookshelf that was, like, shattered. It was, like, falling apart. I saw his, like, little doorway. No, but I'm just saying, I think that... Uh, I think that it's weird seeing celebrities like when I, I've grown up watching the award shows my entire life. I love award shows. I love the fashion, the jewelry, the the movie stars, and you think of them as just like I think of movie stars as like living behind mansions and gates, yeah. like uh, inaccessible. So then when it's like Zoom and I'm like, wait, I have that pillow.
1: On the flip side, it's like, why do people love influencers and like why the Kardashians even more so than celebrities is because there's like an ounce of relatability, whether they're fighting with their sisters or whatever, or seeing that pillow like you might be mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want to see the same pillow I have in your home. But on the flip side, someone else might be right. like, oh, my God, we had the same pillow. I'm that much closer to Kate Hudson. Now I feel like even more connected to her <laughs> than ever before. Who knows, but let's talk about one celebrity in particular who didn't have all so great of a weekend, Miss Lady Gaga. So, yes. it was Wednesday night, I think reports came out on Thursday that her dog walker named Ryan Fisher was held to gunpoint while walking Lady Gaga's three French bulldogs while she was in Rome shooting a new movie. And so according to Yahoo, because I, I read some sources that said Thursday, this Wednesday was 9.40 p.m. on Wednesday, two men leapt, leaped okay. out of a white sedan and demanded Gaga's dogs and then Ryan refused to hand them over. So they shot him and then they took off with two of the dogs.
0: Isn't that so sad? Oh my gosh. Well, I was just immediately when I read this, I thought like that dog walker is somebody's yeah. like husband, father, son, friend. Like, I-, I was just that's the first thing my head went to. I was like, oh my I gosh, know. it's so terrifying. Because it's not even his
1: dogs, right? Like he's just this is his job. So for him, they,
0: yeah. Those guys so. knew. Well, it wasn't so there's his a lot dog. of
1: controversy on. So right now they haven't been able to fully disclose all details because it's still an ongoing case. They don't know who the assailants were and French bulldogs are um, in high demand they are an expensive breed so there's arguments that they were just after those dogs because they're purebreds others myself included believe that these assailants knew that it was Lady Gaga's dogs and could probably get Mm -hmm. a very hefty sum for the dogs back and I, I didn't, didn't know either. they were worth that much money Because um, I feel like a lot of people get them right as city pups But I guess not But listen to this Gaga goes on to Twitter And first off she calls her dog walker an absolute hero um, Which was like you good, said good. Like, It is amazing to see how he handled the situation And then he goes on Then she goes on mm-hmm. to say that she'll pay half a million dollars Five hundred thousand dollars to whoever finds her dogs. She said whether that person bought them or found them unknowingly, the reward is the same, no questions asked. So that means that makes me wonder if the person who finds a dog gets a half a million, how much does a dog walker who took a bullet for these dogs get a million? I don't know, what do you think?
0: I hope that she wrote a very fast Damn. and firm check for one million dollars to hope that so guy. Too. And luckily
1: he is in stable condition at Cedar's Sanai.
0: I saw the picture though. He had like the he had like the tubes coming out of his face. Like that guy, you know know what I mean? Yeah, he got
1: shot. He got shot. Yeah, (laughs) uh, he's alive, doing well, and he's expected to have a full recovery.
0: Cake for breakfast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, I wanted to take you on a personal journey that I have been on the past year, and that is therapy. Now, I'm the type of person who used to judge people for going to therapy. I thought it suggested a kind of weakness, a character. So when things got tough, instead of examining my emotions, I'd swallow or push them down, often using extreme exercise as a means to avoid emotional introspection. Yes, I might have been that girl in a boxing class in New York City that accidentally punched somebody in the face once. My therapist argues in a rage. I'm telling you, it was just an accident. (laughs) Anyway, well, the joke is on me because after I I turned 30, I started to recognize patterns in my behavior that were really starting to affect my relationships with people. So I looked at the situation and thought I could either spend the next decade repeating these behavioral problems, or I could switch things up and start working on myself and stop blaming everyone else around me for my problems. So how do we do this? Better help. It's the new and improved therapy and best of all, millennial friendly. Okay, this isn't a crisis line it's not self-help it is professional counseling done securely online betterhelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed now let's talk about this for a minute because this was a huge fear of mine what if i got matched with someone i didn't like well there is no awkward in this game It's just at the click of a button you can be switched to somebody else in minutes now i want you guys to take a serious look at your life and if there is literally anything bothering you or something you're trying to get through, maybe it's a breakup and those are the worst, we all know. Maybe you just had a baby in your home all day and you need someone to talk to. This is where BetterHelp comes into play. So please visit BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P dot com slash cake and join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Cake for Breakfast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash cake. And you'll be talking to somebody in less than 48 hours. I really encourage you guys to give it a try. Shoot me a DM if you want to talk about it, talk about my experience, or if you need any help getting online, I'm there for you. All right, so I came across this article and I thought, um, I was thinking, there's a new type of celebrity in town and that's the business celebrity. So first, you know, we've got Elon Musk, Dave Portnoy, he might be more, he's more on the side of talent though than, than business, or I guess you could argue both. Mark Cuban's definitely one of those guys, but now Bill Ackman. Do you yes, remember talking you about talk, Bill Ackman, He was the Brett? one who
1: was in charge yeah. of like giving credibility to SPAC, yeah.
0: SPAC. Yeah, yeah, good point. He actually was the first guy where people were like, oh, SPACs are a real thing. He was sort of like, you know how like Bitcoin became like real when PayPal was like, we'll put it on our platform. Bill Ackman was sort of that guy for SPACs. Um, But he is a major player on Wall Street, runs a huge hedge fund called Pershing Square Capital. When I worked in the hedge fund business, I actually got to meet with him once. He is very smart. He's very good looking too. Very cool. Very, very powerful. And anyway, so he started doing that thing that we're seeing from other like quote unquote business people, where he's finding maybe a way to like audience build and connecting um, connecting with people. I do. Do you also find that Twitter is more popular right now mm, in this moment than ever I feel like it always before? has
1: been, but
0: Loki always has been with celebrities, but mainstream people like mm-hmm. my brother jumped on twitter like my, some of my friends are on twitter my old colleagues are on twitter do you feel like it's like a yeah, i think more, more people, level are, yeah way? i think
1: just more people are tuning on because they like to hear what like different business leaders have to say yeah
0: are saying also last week wow. their stock hit an all-time high so i definitely feel wow, like, like i thought they were gonna go it, out of you know? business
1: at one point and now look at them
0: i also hate when people take away from the Globes, like, there was a couple people, like, trying to do, like, shows and stuff on the Globes night. I'm like, guys, let's <laughs> tune the attention to the Globes, please. Um, speaking of that, Kim Kardashian. She's done that a few times, and it always annoys me when she does it. But, so, he got on Twitter and was, like, rep- responding to people, and people were like, hey, like, if I was in the last back, do I get first in this one? He's like, yes, there's going to be, like, we're already building this technology. We're- so, this just makes me, the cake here, and here's my question, Britt, are these business guys getting into audience building to control the narrative or are they becoming celebrities well, I themselves? I think
1: that oh, that's a really good question. Like you're seeing David Solomon, who literally is like a DJ persona at night and then CEO of Goldman Sachs by morning. And I think that with them, it's more so like influence rather than controlling the narrative. Because when you think about it, like personal branding has always been important for founders, business people, business professionals. But that always extended to say LinkedIn profile picture and like networking events, right? Like how you behaved, networking Mm events would correlate to your personal brand. Now, because of social media, like every step that you take, what picture you post, what caption you say, what you stand for, what you like is part of your personal brand. And so I do, I think that it provides Mm -hmm. like a one way, like. Yeah, naturally, they will have to be mindful of how they articulate it, but it gives them access um, and a different kind of power than ever before. It's not controlling the message. It's more so having influence and being able to like be able to be like relatable and connect with people in a much different way. And honestly, if I had if I was on a board and we had a CEO of a company and say we chose her because she's always gives back and she's really great in connecting with people like I would want Mm -hmm. the world to see that I don't want just my company to see that so I would want my like this CEO to be on all these social networks and I think that it I mean everyone wants to build their credit their name but I don't think it's a matter of like credibility it's more so of just seeing opportunity but
0: not everybody because like I was I was thinking of Bezos like Bezos isn't like connecting with people on Instagram and Twitter so there are still like an yeah, it's a preference, but I do feel like to your point of like that's becoming if you're if you're gonna hire a CEO to your company, you want that somebody who's gonna like Elon Musk. He's I think is culture. creating culture. He's a creating, a way creating this of creating cult. sort of a, yeah, and that's a where culture. like you know Jennifer Aniston
1: wasn't on Instagram. Exactly, and and, and I'm sure, like, if I always think about, like, if I was a celebrity, would I want to be on social media? Probably not, because you already get that fame, the glitzy, it's extra work, and it's exhausting. So I think it's a preference. Like, do people get energy from talking to people about SPACs and the next big ideas and connecting with people and, like, building up this crazy idea into something that's actually tangible and can happen? Or if you're like, oh, my gosh, I work so much... 25 hours a day I don't want to then that's okay too but I do think it's more so of like what is your personal brand like do you like just what's your preference and if you decide to be on social media you have to be mindful on how you're communicating your message your brand and all that
0: okay I want to give us enough time for our next story because you've done a great deep dive on it and I think a lot of people out there are wondering, sort of, what the landscape is for wedding in 2021. Can you run us through your predictions and just trends? I know. I was so happy when you were asking me about
1: this because weddings, things Como has announced, at least in New York, that venues can be operating at 50% capacity, up to 150 people. And there's a lot of different regulations that get involved that he still hasn't provided answers to. But it just means. He's too too busy cleaning his name right now from all the women. So there's a lot going on there. So we don't have full (laughs) answers. But I thought this would be fun to go through the trends of 2021.
0: So 2021
1: is coined the year of intentionality by the knot, which I love that because a lot of people, this is now like their third time trying to plan a wedding. Every decision that they're making on who they invite, where it's going to be, how it's going to happen is very intentional. So I love that take on it. And my friend who's a great wedding planner, Amy from Chandelier Events, she's like, you know, trends are born out of necessity. Like when she got married, there was a save the dates, and now we have save the dates, change the dates, and then initial invitation. So it's kind of funny to see now there's like an extra step.
0: <laughs> and also, <laughs> I mean, like, I have like, do I even
1: you know, like invitations can be like ten dollars, <laughs> they can be a hundred dollars print invite, they can be very expensive. And now couples are like, wait. Why are we going to spend all this money when it's going to probably have the wrong date? Or, like, what happens if you have to change the location? So we're seeing a rise in digital invitations, um, which is pretty cool. You get to know if you're invited, if you get a plus one, a lot quicker. And then
0: we're... How do you oh, get a plus one? What is question. the rules so for plus This is something ones.
1: that, generally speaking, the etiquette is that the bridal party gets a plus one if... The per- your guest is living with someone they're engaged or like serious relationship, mm-hmm. they generally get the plus one too. And then, you know, it's open to the couples. Like if they have, if they're getting married to and the maximum head count is 400. They might give everyone a plus one. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on the restrictions of how many people they can have but what's hard like even i've been navigating this where i did not have a boyfriend a year ago and i had all these weddings that got postponed so i'm like ooh, do i get a plus one because i'm the bridal party is that not the case because you oh. also have to remember like covid has made a lot of couples slim down their what their guest count and so do you get a plus one? i do i do so he's DVD? coming um he's actually do, okay. trader joe's um financial what is it um Oh, never mind. Series three, no CFA Firm? test was supposed to be the same day, so he moved up. Thank God. Um,
0: oh my gosh, Yeah, so CFA I was, like, was Wait a supposed minute. to be on Kayla's Shit, wedding. This is
1: annoying. But even so, my other friend, um, oh my gosh, all she's like, you know, a year ago, like I had a lot of friends who were single. Now some of them are living with guys, once engaged with a guy that they've never met before. So just wild. Yeah,
0: people have Some babies. people have had babies, <laughs> <laughs> like Hilar- <laughs> like Hilaria Baldwin, who just claimed she oh dropped God. her sixth baby, like, randomly. <laughs> Anyways, we'll cover that on Wednesday, because we don't we'll have the answer there. yet, but there's so a lot to it. talk about we there. We have
1: smaller, but I will say with smaller parties. That means, you know, potentially less plus ones, which is understandable, given it is COVID. So if mm-hmm. you're not sure, do not ask the couples, please, because they're already stressed out. But I will say it means that there's a <laughs> higher budget per guest. So maybe last year when it was going to be 300 people, you would have gotten fish or chicken. Now with 150 people, or say 70 people, you're going to get lobster. You're going to get a uh, surf and turf, you know? There's some perks. My one friend added a boat ride to her welcome, um, welcome party. Yeah, so like oh, there's a lot sweet. of also like non-traditional venues happening, like outdoor options are so hot right now because, you know, before Plaza, St. Regis, like all these places were the, the hot spots in the city, you know, Rainbow Room in particular as well, yep. and no one knows like what the restrictions will be. So they're going to upstate New York. They're going to Tribeca Rooftop. They're going to places where there's just more outdoor availability.
0: More there. Um Britt with uh with Cipriani, so the Soho Cipriani's that I go to and love yes. that's more like cool restaurant vibe scenes but I know oh, that there yeah. are big venues where like if the Oscars were here they yeah would be, a lot like, of the galas the are held at Cipriani's or whatever like right my one
1: friend there's one right across from Grand Central
0: but is it the food like is is it the menu from Cipriani's that serves can, that um venue? no like their
1: lemon cake and so- no it's not I mean it's the same catering team yeah But they get to they get to so it's um, like pasta fish. They get to curate the menu. So a lot of times it's not. But they actually just opened up a new one right in the south um, South Street Seaport. That's massive. So you can imagine. I think they usually do like 25 million a year. Um, The venue, each venue, you can only imagine how much they did in 2020.
0: Is bride style changing at all? Like, makeup looks, yeah, that so sort of thing?
1: From a fashion perspective, like, mismatched bridesmaid dresses, we've obviously seen more and more that people don't want to be as, you know, like, all matchy-matchy. My friend Edelyn even left her job to oh, start cool. a company on non-traditional bridesmaid dresses.
0: I'm so <laughs> excited to see what she launches. Edelyn is exactly. great case, so and everybody so get excited. Going off of that. Her wedding was be- Her dress was such beautiful. A and so
1: what's interesting is, in addition to having yeah. mismatched Rise dresses. Mismatched furniture and seating and tables is also like a really big thing where you're seeing like a vintage couch next to two chairs on the grass versus like traditional like chevron like chairs and people are treating their wedding and their venues and mm-hmm, that's you know, a like cute the idea. tents as if it's a home and taking more of an interior design approach of like what's my vibe here how can I incorporate these fabrics mm-hmm. and just like furniture and table let me have a rectangle table next to an octagon table next to a circle table like just being a little bit more organic. And thinking through it as more so as like a home and a brand, which I think is very cool. Um and when it comes to yeah, weekday weddings is another thing that's popping because everyone's postponing and know that those will not be discounted because we were in a pandemic last year. Mm -mm. And then when it comes to beauty, um the effortless waves, like that Victoria's Secret hair, has been very popular the last four years, and it's definitely here to stay for this year. We want people are wanting their hair down few pieces up, um, a little bit more casual and effortless, like I said, and also very skin focused looks because everyone had so much time to invest into their skin game during the pandemic, buy really nice moisturizers and work on any blemishes or whatever their concerns may be that they want to continue even when the pandemic ends. So let's not mistake that with no makeup, Cake but like makeup they essentially want really beautiful glowing skin that looks like skin and then playing up the eyes. Like obviously everyone's dying to get glammed up. Like I want to cry in, of tears of happiness every time I get my makeup done recently because it's the best feeling in the world. So you're going to see probably a lot more, you know, like play, the drama on the eyes but the skin looking absolutely flawless with very minimal product.
0: Very exciting. And maybe just a quick baya Spray over top, which brings us to our cake today and a little bit of cake for breakfast breaking news, guys. So we've got the Brexit (laughs) in front of us. Um, This week is going to be Britt's last week on the show full time. Britt, as you know, runs a very successful bridal beauty business in New York City and you know last year, weddings came to a halt, and Britt and I are good friends, and I was like, "Come on this podcast, you got to come on. I think what you you should, you'd enjoy it. you're really good with um audiences and and we'd have a good time, but guess what? we've got a vaccine in full force. weddings are picking up again, and she unfortunately can't work on the podcast full time anymore and needs to dedicate herself full time to her her business and she's also got her new beauty line that's about to launch called Baya, which we've talked about a lot so." This is really sad. I'm excited for Britt to go on because I know, you know, the podcast is my baby, Butini's, Britt's baby. And I, I Britt, I, oh, everyone's going to miss you, you so much. We love Honestly, having you on like, the show. I would have
1: never, ever dreamed, I would have never done a podcast with anyone aside from you. She, Jess, I always know whenever she's dabbling into something, there's a lot of potential in whatever she's putting her time in. And oh. I, yeah, sadly... I do. I love, love podcasting. Like, I love talking to you whenever I see articles. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm going to ask <laughs> Jess what she thinks, but I'm not going to talk to her about it until Monday yeah. when we record because I want all the thoughts to be fresh and organic and blah, blah, blah. And so I've never yeah. been so actively skimming the news we had a lot of in fun. my entire life. But yeah, I mean, the sad part was, <laughs> yeah, my business Butini was severely impacted by the pandemic last year. And the bright side was, It allowed me to take off my blinders and be open to unplanned opportunities. And once I put that out in the universe, I feel Mm -hmm. like the next day I get a call from Jess being like, hey, so I'm doing this podcast. What do you think? Just give me a month. Let's try it (laughs) out. I don't see myself podcasting, but for you, like, sure, I'll do it for you. And then I ended up falling in love with it. And here we are. Like, we started in July. It was supposed to be in a month. You're a
0: natural podcaster, but unfortunately, you have a huge business to run, so we just can't keep you with us full time. But guys, don't worry. I will be running the show. I'm going to run it solo on the Mondays. Wednesdays, we'll keep doing the guests. So same format, same everything, Mm -hmm. but we're just going to miss Britt in the mix, and it's going to be... It's gonna be a bit of a learning curve. I'm gonna to have to do the Alex Cooper thing, where it went from, uh, you know, having bread here, having somebody to go back and forth. This is obviously a lot easier, but I'm gonna try and do, you know, Howard Stern it and make it. I love that. A solo and you show love this, and make it this happen. Is your
1: beat, like you said, like you, this is your. This thing. This is my
0: thing. Podcasting is like, yeah, it is my. I've never been more obsessed or in love with doing something in my life. I, I get Alex Cooper's like sort of like obsession over call her daddy when she went through that because. It's just, like, I built this show a couple of years ago. You know, we got a big deal with Spotify. We took it to another network. Like, the show has, like, really grown with me since I left Wall Street. And it's it's important to me. And having Brit be a part of it was so special because she's such a good friend. And she's so smart. And everybody loves Brit's takes on, on bridal and beauty. And so it's not a buy. We're not, like, Brit and I aren't, like, breaking up or anything. Brit's going to still be in the mix, guys. We're going to have her back. You know, maybe Britt comes back once a month, once every couple months to talk bridal, beauty, hear about the Baya development. Like, she's still a part of the Cake for Breakfast team. It's just you're going to have to put up with me more often than (laughs) me and (laughs) Britt. But we're excited.
1: And I'll just end that. I'm so thankful for each one of you taking the time every Tuesday and Thursday to listen to our stories. Like, we've had a lot Mm -hmm. of ups and downs for the last year, personally, that we shared with you. And even... My best friends are like, Brittany, what? You never told me about this date. Or wait, I didn't know this. I found this <laughs> out from, cake, from bro- cake for Breakfast. And it's cool that you're really able to be very real, very raw on here. And it's a safe place. And
0: we're so mm-hmm. appreciative of the space that you allow us to have. And so Britt and I are going to be doing the same show on Wednesday. We have Not Your Father's Broker scheduled. He wrote me and said he may... Have to push it one week, so TBD. But get excited! We always talk about him. He's the hot Finn meme guy. We all love him. So Brett will be on Wednesday for her last show as a as the regular and then we'll go from there all right guys thank you so much for joining us today thank you for listening to my story about covid i'm still feeling scared lonely kind of upset um ping me if you've been through this if you i'd love to hear other people's experiences if you're interested in doing any type of therapy and want to explore um better okay. which is our sponsor signing up with them gives back to the show and i appreciate it so much now, for a quick interruption, I just want to ask something out of you guys. If you were listening to the show today and have not subscribed, would you mind just taking a couple of seconds to do so? It's super simple. I'm going to walk you through it really quick. All you have to do is pick up your phone that you're listening to the show on, go to the main screen. You should see a purple icon. It almost looks like a satellite dish and it says podcast below it. Once you open that up, in the search icon, type in cake for breakfast, the show will come up and just hit the subscribe button. It's free for you and very meaningful for me. It supports my business. And honestly, Oprah asks her listeners to the same thing, so I don't feel weird about it. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and thank you even more for supporting the show today.